hello, and welcome to another episode of Just a Tad on the DTF podcast. My name is Sam Norton, and you're here to talk about different shit. We're going to talk about baseball. baseball It's baseball season here in uh, the Western... Actually, what? I guess Japan's the only other place, but... I mean, Canada and the United States are, like, the only places that actually fucking care about baseball. But I do, and I love it. And we're going to talk about how it affected my life. And one of my favorite bits. No, not that uh, very, very uh, famous bit, Who's on First? But George Carlin's bit from Doing It Again, his 1990 special. Uh, He's got a, I think, a great bit that kind of completely uh not only takes the piss out of baseball and shows how like uber aggressive football is uh but i I don't know it's fun you know we're not gonna dissect that too much i kind of want to talk about uh in general what i liked about growing up uh and playing baseball and like being in the dugout really taught you how to survive fucking with each other and pranks and stuff like that uh, but before we get into all that, I do want to talk about uh, this bit coming up. So, George Car- Carlin had fucking so many... We're going to talk about him uh, in a future podcast, but George Carlin had so many fucking comedy specials on HBO, and I think a few of them came out on Showtime, but this one's from uh, 1990 called Doing It Again. Uh, I-, I watched it recently online, and I know the bit is from this... Uh, a special, but I think it was in an encore, because I cannot like, throughout the whole special, it wasn't there, but I, I know for a fact it is it's the same, he's wearing the same shit, it says it's in that thing uh, the background's the same, so yeah, if, if you're trying to find it in that special, like if you watch it, it's gotta be in an encore or something like that, but the bit itself, I, I remember ever since I was a little kid, I don't know why I watched it when I was so much younger, but it did stick out to me uh, we're going to listen to that bit here in a second. But I do want to say, if you haven't seen this special, I think it's one of his best in general. Uh, he has stuff that's socially relevant today, and only the way George Carlin can. But he talks about offensive language and euphemisms. He talks about feminism and almost, uh, he didn't name it specifically, but stuff that's being talked about today, which is intersectional uh, feminism, where he... He has a bit in here where he talks about how he gets pissed off that it's mainly middle-class white women in feminism only thinking about themselves and not Mexican or black ladies. Uh, he calls uh, he calls Eddie Murphy and <laughs> um, Richard Pryor the N-word and justifies it, I think, uh, in the joke. Uh, and he also talks about dogs and baseball and football. It's a, it's a very well-rounded uh, comedy special, so... Before anything else, just watch the whole thing. Uh, you can find it online, I'm sure. I did, so you can too. But he, he filmed it in New Brunswick, New Jersey, which I didn't even know was a real place. But there you go. Their claim to fame was having George Carlin do some of his best work inside of him. Uh, we're going to go to the clip uh, here in a second. Um, shout out to my uh, friend and co-producer, Ryan Walker. I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, so I wanted to say what's up. And shout out to all of you guys for listening and commenting and liking. 
please, uh, before we get into everything, like, pl just put whatever you're watching it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, doesn't matter. Uh, find a, a heart, a thumbs up, a like button, whatever. Just help me out, man. That's all I need from you guys. Maybe leave a comment saying, uh, hey, Sam, go fuck yourself. Doesn't matter. It all helps in the in the grand scheme of their fucking algorithms and shit. Trying to, trying to make something of this fucking podcast, and you guys are a part of it now. So do it, you bitch-ass titty fuckers. All right. Uh, now, with all that said and out of the way, let's instead of George Carlin... Uh, give a give a great breakdown both uh, linguistically and philosophically on the differences between football and baseball. Enjoy. I'd like to talk a little bit about baseball and football. Starting with baseball, baseball is different from any other sport in a lot of different little ways. For instance, in most sports, you score points or you score goals. In baseball, you score runs. In most sports, the ball or the object is put in play by the offensive team. In baseball, the defense puts the ball in play, and only the defensive team is allowed to touch the ball. In fact, in baseball, if an offensive player touches the ball intentionally, he's out. Also, most sports, the team is run by a coach. In baseball, the team is run by a manager. And only in baseball does the manager or the coach have to wear the same uniform the players do. Can you picture Bill Parcells in his New York Giants uniform? Now, baseball and football are different from one another in other kind of interesting ways, I think. First of all, um, Baseball is a 19th century pastoral game. Football is a 20th century technological struggle. <laughs> baseball is played on a diamond in a park, the baseball park. Football is played on a gridiron in a stadium, sometimes called Soldier Field or War Memorial Stadium. Baseball begins in the spring, the season of new life. Football begins in the fall when everything is dying. In football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. Football is concerned with downs. What down is it? Baseball is concerned with ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. He's up. In football, the specialist comes in to kick. In baseball, the specialist comes in to relieve someone. In football, you receive a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops. Football has hitting, clipping, spearing, blocking, piling on, late hitting, unnecessary roughness, and personal fouls. Baseball has the sacrifice. <laughs> Football is played in any kind of weather. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, mud. Can't read the numbers on the field, can't read the yard markers, can't read the players' numbers. The struggle will continue. In baseball, if it rains, we don't come out to play. <laughs> 
Baseball has a seventh inning stretch. Football has the two-minute warning. <laughs> Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's gonna end. We might have extra innings. Football is rigidly timed and it will end even if we have to go to sudden death. In baseball, during the game in the stands, there's kind of a picnic feeling. Emotions may run high or low, but there's not that much unpleasantness. In football, in the stands, during the game, you can be sure that at least 27 times you are perfectly capable of taking the life of a fellow human being. <laughs> Preferably a stranger. And finally, the objectives of the two games are totally different. In football, the object is for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy, in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. With short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home. <laughs> and to be safe. I hope I'll be safe at home. Safe at home. Okay, that was the great late George Carlin and telling the difference between baseball and football. Uh, I, I love that bit. Real quick, what I love about George Carlin and... Um, you know, now that I'm talking and thinking out loud, just as I got done watching it too, uh, he had a real knack that nobody talks about from being Mr. Uh, you know, pushing buttons and thumbing his nose to the, or thumbing his nose, I don't even know if that's an old timey saying, but like saying fuck you to authority, being dirty, you could talk about shit and piss and pussy and fucking and, you know, the seven dir dirty words you can't say on TV. And then he can write shit like this, which is so witty and clever, and you can do, a, like, a fucking church Sunday school class in front of a bunch of sixth graders, and it's just fun and silly and uh, completely innocent. He had, a, he had a great knack for that, and I, I don't know why nobody... I'm, I'm going to make a note of this uh, right now. To, uh, to talk about this on a later one when we really dive into the genius of George Carlin overall. Um, but yeah, that's just something I noticed right now while I was watching that clip as well. Um, I, and I love this bit. I remember this as a kid, and I've, I've always preferred baseball over football. Um, being a tiny little five foot five quote-unquote man. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, there's probably a reason for that. And uh, yeah, baseball is a little bit more safe and innocent and fun and more playful uh, whereas football is kill murder bite push through the defense bombs bullets guns yeah it's uh it, it is quite a bit more violent and I'm, I'm i'm much more of a fan of uh and even watching baseball to this day so i i kind of gave up on every other sport uh, i'm 31 now the only sport i give a shit about anymore is baseball and uh it it 100% is because when I watch it, I want to relax. I don't want to. I don't want to get amped. I'm amped up most of the time in my life. I'm screaming fucking every night of my life about something. Uh, and whereas with baseball, yeah, you can scrag it pissed off sometimes, but you got nine innings. You got fucking four hours to sit there and get drunk, either calm down, you know, 
bunch of shit doesn't happen, then something does happen. So you have that exhilaration, but it's spaced out instead of like with uh, football or basketball. It's just or hockey. It's just nonstop amped up, and it's like no, I that's my form of entertainment. Bring me down and keep me entertained and engaged. Uh, give me some competitive nature, but you know I want to go. I want to go play. I want people to be safe and go home. That, that, this joke perfectly uh, sums up what it is to watch uh, a baseball game slash a, or a football game. Uh, the the testosterone-filled, amped-out nature of football compared to, you know, just a relaxing game in a park baseball. Uh, but another thing I want to talk about, though, so that's what it's like to watch it. Um, and I, I, again, I've always liked this bit, uh, but... It, what it was like to play, so I played baseball uh, all through up through uh, up through high school, uh, and I enjoyed every minute of it. It was very fun. I wasn't the fucking greatest of baseball players, but I I, I was all right. I was pretty good, uh, able to you know hold my own, you know play baseball. I was able to hold my own on the team, um, and I very much enjoyed it. But I think one of the biggest parts I liked about it, and this only comes in hindsight as a comedian now, is uh, trash talking is like a part of the game, I, and I fucking loved it. Uh, I used to play, in high school I played in the outfield, so it was a little bit harder, but when I was in the dugout I was able to, you know, fuck with people. Uh, but chattering and yelling and getting on people's nerves, like that's part of the fucking... Like my coaches, I specifically remember... What was my, my sophomore year in high school uh we were we were down a couple of runs in later innings uh i was at the time i think i was a. this was for my like summer team that i used to play for and i was shortstop and we were down a couple of runs i think just our morale was down we were just like fuck like i don't know we didn't have a lot of um a lot of team spirit in this game. I remember our coach like going, "Yo, let me hear some chatter. What the fuck?" Like he was pissed off that we were just letting the batter have like a quiet pitch thrown at him. Uh, and so yeah, we just started barking and, and shit at him. And I, if I remember correctly, I think we ended up winning that game because we kind of amped ourselves up by just going like, "Hey, you know, the the standard one is a hey, batter, batter, batter." Hey. But we used to go like, "Yeah, hey, don't swing at that one," and then he'd throw it. Uh, and it would inevitably be a strike. Like, we would do different shit to get into their head. Uh, especially, and a lot of times, I, I hate to admit this, but I kind of liked sitting in the dugout. Like, if I if I didn't play a game, I kind of liked sitting in the dugout and being that chatterbox from the dugout. Everybody else was playing. I wasn't even a pitcher. I was just, like, not the best on the fucking team. So somebody else, would, I'd be DH that day or something like that. And, uh... <laughs> I just remember sitting in the dugout and just being like, eh, and just talking to the uh, to the batters the whole time. So that's just the opposing team. Uh, my friend, shout out to a really old friend of mine, Andy Woods. I grew up with him, but he was uh, he used to tell me some of the shit he would say as a catcher that I thought was hilarious because he had an ump behind him. And I think he like this was when we were in like middle school, maybe so you know sixth grade through eighth grade. Uh, I so it would be you know people umping would be high school students and I just remember it, it was very similar uh, to the 
to the scene in the Sandlot where you're just like, hey, is that your mom with the big tits over there? Like, he would say that, and then the high school kid umping would just start giggling. Like, I love that shit. Like, that, when he told me that, it made me just want, I fucking never wanted to be a catcher because you'd have to put on, you know, 13 pounds of pads and in 106 degree weather and it looked like terrible horse shit but he used to he used to be like eh, you know oh oh never mind that that chick with the big tits that's not your dad or that's not your mom that's your dad but uh yeah i'll still fuck those too like i think that's amazing like what other i guess maybe in uh in football you can say that but it's more like i'm gonna fuck you in the ass there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of subtle ribbing. Uh, it, it just reminds me of that scene uh, in the in the Sandlot where there's like a whole uh, there's a whole montage of it where <laughs> uh, was it Ham Porter is just spouting off shit to all the up and coming batters. Hurry up, batter! It's gonna be a short game, and I gotta get home for lunch. love a sport that uh allows for you guys to just shit on it and so that's towards another team uh which is great uh but it was also uh at least common on all the teams that i was on that we would shit on each other just to pass the time you know because some of these games would last forever you know especially if you you know there was a high scoring game or uh Fuck, just someone just fouling off 19 times and not getting that third strike or a hit. <laughs> a lot of pitch changes would uh, keep the game going. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you can rack up the time on a fucking game. But you're just not doing much. So what you would do while you were, you know, hanging out in the dugout is uh, fuck with each other. You know, there's the, uh, there's the old roast games that you could do, but there's also pranks. Like, you could... Uh, <laughs> specifically, there's... Uh, you get a big, big ball of gum in your mouth, you'd blow it a big, big bubble as big as you could, and then you'd set it on someone's head and just see how long it took them to notice that it was on there. Sometimes they'd put on a helmet, just squish it into the helmet. That was always fun. Uh, Another time, so there was a couple of times, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but a guy would come in the dugout, get pissed off, and slam down his uh, helmet on the ground, and he'd go out, like, if he was the third run, He'd go out and, uh, you know, play his uh, position. Um, and uh, a lot of times it would land, like, bowl up, like where you put your head in, it would land up like that. You were always supposed to put it down correctly. So whenever he did that and it was bowl up, we would sit there and spit sunflower seed casings into the bowl like it was a spittoon and just see how many we could get in there before the next time he had to bat so he'd go (laughs) to put on his helmet and there would just be like a whole pack of barbecue sunflower seed shells in his helmet and he'd be like you guys fucking suck stop doing this right that was always fun 
you, you could always hide people's shit. Uh, yeah, there was just always there was always fun to be had, like in the camaraderie of like not only passing time uh, during the boring parts of game, but just to just kind of rib each other and have a good like. Th there's nothing like there's nothing more fun to me than a baseball game because not only do you get the competitive sports nature of like this fucking means something so you get you get the greatest part about sports uh that not only is it a team and it's competitive but it's also individual standards of you're the only one at bat when the ball comes to you you're the only one uh catching it or fielding it but you need your other teammates to be in it as well like it's a uh, it's a it's a beautiful wonderful game in that uh, playing wise. But back to uh, being a, a fan and warping this all the way back to uh, what we started with with George Carlin. What I like about his uh, his bit uh, and the cleverness of you know taking the the lingo of both sports and how one's aggressive and one's more passive. One thing I wish that he would have maybe talked about i don't know if it fits with the joke what am i going to try to teach george carlin to do but uh while you're a fan of baseball uh it's real fun to be able to like i said when you are playing from the dugout you could be like hey you fucking suck major league baseball games uh i think they've lost a little bit of this but it is my favorite thing when there's somebody that's got uh you know season tickets and they get to sit right by the uh visiting team's dugout uh they got seats maybe three rows up and all they do is just shout insults at the batter or if you're in the outfield just be like hey hey number 13 you can suck all the dicks while they're just trying to concentrate on the game uh it's so personal like Hockey, I, I've been to a few hockey games. I know you can't do that. The game is so fast-paced that they just uh, they have tunnel vision. You, there's no way you could hear anybody shouting at you unless you're skating by in between goals. But then at that point, you're like, yeah, I fucking scored a goal. I'm okay. Uh, and with football, you're so far away from the action as a fan, and it's so loud and clamorous and just something's always happening. Same with basketball, something's always happening. Unless you're sitting there whispering in their ears, basketball-wise, whispering in their ears, uh, they're not going to hear you. Uh, maybe a free throw shot. I'll give it to basketball, but I've been to a few basketball games. doesn't ever seem to happen. People don't go like, hey, go fuck yourself. Whereas baseball games, still to this day, you go to, and occasionally you get a guy that's got too much beer in him, and uh, you know it's supposed to be a family guy or family game, and this guy's just shouting, "Hey, forty-two, go fuck yourself!" That's <laughs> such a fun part of the game, and I love I love that aspect of it. That it's a it's a comedy show within within a sport, just being able to rib millionaires uh and you know play with each play the the whole the whole from top to bottom from players to uh fans of the game spectators is all play uh the the players themselves are the only ones competing but the everyone in the park seems to be playing it's like a giant picnic and it it becomes very familiar uh, I, I'm trying to think of any other sport that is like that, where it is so familiar. Because you can't do that 
on an individual sport. Like tennis seems cruel uh, if you're uh, if you're doing that because it's so individualized that if you get into someone's head, then you're getting into one person's head and then the competition goes out the window but there are nine guys on the field if you get into one guy's head that's fine because there's eight other guys that can maybe pick it up but then you also get to feel like you're affecting the game because like if the i felt like that i felt after i feel like i got in somebody's head and they shanked it off or they struck out and i was like i did that i got him in his head he's fucking dumb right uh, <laughs> uh yeah and i i just love i i love that aspect of of really anything when there's that much interaction uh of a of, of an entertainment it makes it that much more personalized and enjoyable um and you know maybe baseball players hate hecklers as much as uh stand-up comedians uh but you know what i i personally uh i've had two hecklers in my career that I've hated. The rest of them, I've quite enjoyed. M most hecklers, uh, the, the, all hecklers are idiots. Nobody, and I'm including myself when I've heckled at either a comedy show, which I've done being drunk as a comedian, uh, or uh, at a baseball game or just anything. When you're a heckler, you're the dumbass, right? But with, uh, I, with, with myself... I, I've quite enjoyed the interaction because it's like, well, they're paying attention. Whether or not they're liking me or not, they're at least paying attention. And I can usually uh, decipher, uh, you know, this person is wanting to be part of the show or they think that they're helping the show or they're enjoying themselves so much that they're drunk and can't contain their energy. Uh, there's only been two times where someone was just being just there was a lot of malice and shittiness behind it like they they were setting out to like hurt not only me but the show like they wanted they wanted it to go poorly so they could be like yeah i did that uh but for the most part you know i i very much enjoy that interaction i think that makes i think that makes most live entertainment that much more enjoyable and i hope that baseball players feel the same way that that interaction means that people are into it you know that they either want you to win or they want you to lose, but otherwise they want to, they want to be entertained. Because uh, that's the way I felt every time I heckled uh, at a baseball game. It's like, I, I want to feel like I'm part of the team because I'm not good enough to be a fucking baseball player pro, but I am good enough to talk shit while I'm drunk from <laughs> 14 stands up. Uh, I don't know. It's baseball season, and I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Uh, please... If you can, uh, go watch a live baseball game. It doesn't matter if it's Major League, AAA, AA, doesn't matter. Go watch a baseball game, support, uh, you know, support those starving, starving sports guys. I don't, I don't know what, athletes, that's what I'm trying to think of. What a fucking nerd I sounded like. Sports guys? But he, uh, Jesus Christ, you'd think I've never worn a cup before. Uh... <laughs> Uh, oh, and also, uh, please listen in to uh, that special George Carlin. Uh, and it's just listen to any of his specials. He's fantastic. We'll talk more about him. Uh, but God damn it, it, I I very much I very much enjoy his comedy, and especially uh, one to say with this joke. Like I said before, uh, real everybody knows how clever he is. Everybody knows his seven deadly words and how. 
but the man the man is up there with uh in my opinion with Brian Regan uh at, or I mean I I don't want to I don't want <laughs> to turn anybody off but when when Bill Cosby before he was outed as a serial rapist and we all thought he was a comedy god uh, before he, we found out he was a fucking monster I think George Carlin could and did write to his level uh, using clean comedy. Uh, I think he was as good as Ellen DeGeneres. Um, yeah, just all of the great uh, kind of family-friendly comics. I think George Carlin could have easily done that, uh, but didn't have to. He could write. He could write and play wherever and however he wanted. And I think this is a perfect example of the mon- the just minutia and picking a part of language which was definitely what he was known for but also kind of a at least american or westernized universal joke of hey this thing that's always been in front of all of us here's why some of you like one sport and the the others like the uh, the others like the other sport uh, and it's 100 percent uh picking apart the language of aggressive versus passive play versus com- competition uh, and I think he did a fantastic job with it. So uh, this has been the episode, guys. Uh, we're going to do a short episode because i got to go. Um, I hope that you guys are enjoying the, the reboot of Just a Tad slash the DTF podcast. Uh, please join us uh, every other Tuesday. We will be here uh, trying to entertain you guys. I, I want you guys to always go out and find your own funny and please interact with us as much as you want, please. That, that'd be great. That would help out the podcast tremendously. Sharing, liking, commenting, any of that stuff it takes two seconds. Just fucking click a button. That's all I need. Um, and uh, keep listening, main thing. If you don't want to do anything else, just keep listening. Uh, it, it, really, it really is a pleasure to do this, and I, I thank you all. Um, join us next time when we talk about some other fucking funny thing and I ruin it for you. Yay! Uh, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, it's I, Sam Comedy. And, I don't know, give a shout out to Ryan if you're in China. Go find him. Uh, if you're a, if you're a lady, touch his Pepe. I'm sure he needs it. Alright guys, uh, I love you all to death. Go find your own comedy. And like always, go fuck yourself. Bye! Stop doing this!